The Surviving Outside Sales Podcast, hosted by Mike O'Kelly, presented by Sales Builder Academy. The goal is to survive and thrive all phases of outside sales, whether you're getting in, dominating, or getting out. Surviving Outside Sales. Now on with the show. Welcome to the Surviving Outside Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Mike O'Kelly. It's been a while. We are in a new year. It has been almost three months since a uh, continuous episode of the Surviving Outside Sales Podcast. I've been a little busy, as I'm sure a lot of you were in Q4 of 2023, but that's gone. Hopefully, everybody hit your goals, you hit your numbers, you got your bonuses, you're going to get your commissions, and you have set yourself up for a fantastic 2024. I just want to start off by giving you a little bit of an update, what has been going on in my world, and then discuss how to set yourself up for success in 2024. So let's take it back several months. If you're new to the podcast or you're just listening to this first episode, uh, welcome. My name is Mike O'Kelly. I've been in sales and business of some sort for the past 20 years. And in 2023, it was a massive transition year for me. I've been in the restaurant hospitality industry as a bar manager. I managed enterprise rent-a-car. I got into pharmaceutical sales and then medical sales, medical device sales, started a sales technology company. I started a sales training company a couple of years ago and opened a health and wellness franchise in 2023. And that's one of the reasons why I was extremely busy in Q4, getting the studio up and running. We are now open. We have been open. We opened on December 14th. So we had two weeks, a little over two weeks, and we did really good. I won't say great. We did really good. The reason why I reserve that is because great assumes that Everything went according to plan. We made no mistakes. But great is something that you strive for. But we did really good. I wouldn't say good. We didn't do good. We didn't do average. We did really good. I I like the trajectory that we are taking. And I love the challenge of creating what is being created right now in Rock Hill, South Carolina. So I live in Charlotte, North Carolina. And my wife and I decided to invest in, in a company where we go to on, or we did go to on a weekly basis. And for me, it was a daily basis. And that was restore hyper wellness. My wife loved to go get IVs and do cryotherapy. Uh, she had back issues and I would go to restore to do some cryotherapy. And occasionally I would do an IV, but mostly I was there for the infrared sauna and the cryotherapy. That was really helping me as a mid forties guy. Since we have taken a quote unquote, a little break, I turned 45 in December. So I'm halfway to 50. And the type of things that I'm thinking about now, not only as a father of two, as a husband, as business owner, entrepreneur, and a sales guy, it's also the fact of I'm now closer to 50 than I am 40. I really have to start thinking about my health and my wellness. And it's it's funny that I opened a health and wellness store, but my health and wellness has not been great over the last several months. And one of the reasons why is I've been burning the candle at both ends. 
I have not really gotten sick, which is great. Usually that's when I get sick is when I burn the candle at both ends and I'm not sleeping great. I've been working a lot of 16, 18 hour days for about eight to 10 weeks straight. And I took a couple days off right after Christmas, right around Christmas. We were closed Christmas Eve and Christmas day. And I took a couple days off last week. There was always things to do for the business, but I took a couple days off and I'll take a couple days off uh, this week coming up just to refresh because we've got our grand opening weekend in a couple weeks and we're off and running in 2024. I'm so excited. I have finally feel like I have uh, stopped treading water and all of a sudden now I'm uh, swimming towards land and it's great. I'm very excited. We have a great team in place and things are looking ahead for 2024 when it comes to the Rock Hill location of Restore Hyper Wellness. I will actually release another episode probably later this week discussing my lessons and things that I've learned from actually being open. What I want to share with you is kind of how did we get from October to today in January? Q4 just completely went and there were very little, there were two episodes of the Surviving Outside Sales podcast. So I wanted to discuss Q4 and setting yourself up for 2024, because again, it's all about the listeners. And speaking of the listeners, I know we're several minutes into the podcast. I just want to thank you for a record-setting 2023 for the Surviving Outside Sales podcast. Now, one of the things you have to do in order to stay relevant, to stay successful, to stay on people's radar, you have to show up. And for the last quarter, I did not. And it was a conscious decision. It wasn't something that just happened. I knew I would have to go all in to get this business off the ground because it was a pivot moment. It was a pivot moment because when my wife and I signed up for Restore Hyper Wellness, the model was a done-for-you type of model. So what my wife and I were thinking was, we're going to invest, we're going to financially open a brick-and-mortar wellness studio, and we would just kind of be the periphery, be the owners, and kind of oversight. Well, that changed. And because by the time we actually got a chance to find a piece of real estate, And by the time we opened our doors, it was almost two years after we signed our franchise agreement. And that was not any fault of corporate. It was not the fault of Restore. It was the market. It was the environment and the commercial real estate in Charlotte and in Rock Hill. We just couldn't find anything. So it was a very long, arduous journey that we went on. And that model changed. And it changed because the the economy changed, inflation hit really hard, and the cost of goods and services skyrocketed. Um, whatever the government tells us is the is the inflation rate. I have to tell you, as a business owner, it's full of shit. <laughs> okay, you have to understand, especially if you're in the sales world, when you're talking to, you know. If you're in the medical sales world and you're talking to doctors, you're talking to hospital administrators, you're talking to office managers, don't walk in saying, well, I heard the inflation rate was like 7%, it was 9%, it was 11%. That's bullshit. Because what you have to understand is the supply chain. So for instance, if I have something ordered, there's four to five different steps along the supply chain. Every single person needs to cover that inflationary cost. So there are goods that two years ago would have cost $100. This year, they could cost about $170. 
So almost everything has skyrocketed and the cost of labor skyrocketed. So restore corporate, I had to go through some, through some adjustments, streamline operations. So it went from a done for you model to a done by you, which is fine. If somebody signed up to be a franchise owner and restore six months ago, that's the model that they would have assumed was going to be happening. Was it done for you? And so it kind of changed the thought process. But as I've always said before, you have to be good with the pivot and you have to let go of things that you think you're going to do because your path is going to change. Just because you think everything is laid out perfectly, it's going to change. You have to pivot and you have to adjust and mentally you have to come to grips with that very quickly. You can't hold on to the past and say, well, this is what I used to do, or this is what I used to be. September, late September, I went to a conference and I was a business consultant. I was a sales coach and, and I was a podcast host that was doing five podcasts a week. I was in the sales world. I was doing live webinars on LinkedIn and I went to a sales conference the the last week in September out in Texas. And I met with a really lot, a lot of smart people. And they said, you got to pivot you got to go all in. You got to go all in right now on this business until you feel like it is on solid footing and it's headed in the right direction. And until that moment comes, don't think about anything else. I sunsetted all my clients. I did not take any new clients on in Q4. I don't think I posted once on LinkedIn. I used to post two, three times a day on LinkedIn. I basically just disappeared. I had people text me like, hey man, are you okay? <laughs> uh, which was great. It was great. I um, you know, I had to leave some people in the in the dark. There was just too much going on. There was too much to do. And so you have to you have to understand that's what you need to do is just pivot. You have to pivot and there's going to be some short-term pain, but there's going to be long-term gain. And that's what I had to do. And some of the short-term pain that I had was I had made some commitments to people that I failed and I feel horrendous about that. And one of the things I'm going to be doing here in the first quarter is trying to make amends. Any way, shape or form, I can make amends to the people that I let down I made some commitments and I wasn't able to follow through because I had to cut bait with quote unquote, the plan because what I was doing wasn't working. It was, you can't, you can't have, you can't dip your toe into the entrepreneurial world. You have to go in like a cannonball. And so I had to do that in Q4 and I didn't know how long I was going to have to do that. I thought I was going to have to do that for maybe a year. So I was mentally preparing myself that this could be just Q4, could be Q1, could be into Q2 of 2024. It's probably still going to be for majority of Q1. But at that conference, I heard a very great speaker talking about delegation and being able to delegate out tasks and being happy with the success and the percentage of success from those tasks. And it was 60%. Delegate all tasks when it comes to the minutia of your business. And as long as you get above a 60% success rate, 
of what would have happened if you performed that task. You just need to live with that. And it's crazy because the guy, all he does is coach CEOs. And these CEOs push back and they're like, 60%, that's not really a lot. You just have to understand you can achieve more by just getting 60% from certain tasks. Because instead of you focusing and getting 100% of success on that one task, you can get 60% on about 10 tasks. You're actually getting more work done. And the goal in business is not perfection. It's done is better than perfect. And I know this now for a fact, because I went into this thinking I was going to be perfect on every facet of what we do at Restore and Rock Hill. And I quickly found out that can't happen. It's virtually impossible to be perfect on anything. Now, I've always said, and I tell, I tell my students and I tell my staff now, the goal is not perfection. The goal is to strive to be perfect. And there's a difference between that. You always want to strive to be your best version. You're never going to achieve it. As long as you know you're never going to achieve it, you're always going to have something to strive towards. But you're never going to be perfect. So don't don't beat yourself up if you're not. The way to know if you're growing is you don't make the same mistakes twice. But you still move forward. You're still progressing. Some months you're going to progress a couple feet. Some months you're going to progress a couple hundred yards. Sometimes it's consistent. Sometimes it's not. The goal is to get to consistency, but it was just a lot. And I had to keep reminding myself, I had to keep reminding myself of what was said at the conference, delegate and being okay with it. Now, it also was a very difficult Q4 because we had several losses in the uh, family. We had several losses in the family, which really hurt. Um, you know, if you've listened to the podcast, my dad passed away in July. And so we were still dealing, dealing with this. We had his military funeral in September, at the end of September. And so there was some closure there. But we had some other family members that passed away um, in Q4. So it was just on top of everything going on. New business. Um my my laundry list of things to do every day, I'm not joking, was like 15 to 20. And I'll tell you this, it was one of the most gut-wrenching experiences of my life the last two years, opening this business. But every time that I do something challenging like this, and I highly suggest that you jump out of your comfort zone and you try something, forget forget about, Oh, is this going to, am I going to be a failure? Just do it. Um, there's nothing that I feel like I can't accomplish. Nothing. I was never lacking confidence before because I've tried so many things and I'm not afraid to fail. I have zero fear of failure. I have a hundred percent fear of not going for it. And so I can always, if I go for something and it doesn't work out, I can always Say, you know what? I tried. I gave it everything I had and it just didn't work out. Because not everything's going to work out, but it's the going for it. Not staying in your comfort zone, but actually going for it. Going for what you want in this world and using the sales world as the vehicle to get there. But it was a very challenging quarter. Um, I know a lot about state, local, 
state jurisdiction. I know a lot about the state cosmetology board now. I know a lot about the state nursing board. I know a lot about the state pharmacy board. I know a lot about construction. I know a lot about rules and regulations. I know a lot about inspections. I know a lot about HVAC systems. Um, I know a lot about uh, opening a retail store just from a, just a retail business, a brick and mortar. I know a lot about opening a health and wellness studio. I know a lot about the latest and greatest technology. Because remember, if you've listened to this podcast, I was a retail branch manager for uh, Enterprise Rent-A-Car until 2008. A lot has changed since 2008. I mean, obviously we know that, but um, the the amount of technology that was used in a restore is, is through the roof. I mean, we have about 10 different platforms that we have to use and everything has to talk to each other. And you have to go through a lot of hoops now with, with Google and with Meta to advertise and to make sure that everything is connected and, you know, people use their smartphones now. So if you don't have a link that's connected and it goes to nowhere, you've missed an opportunity. And so there's just a lot of things on the back end that have to get tied up and we're still working on it. I mean, I, this morning it's New Year's day. I wasn't planning on doing anything for work, but I just felt like, you know what? I just need to do a couple things. And I just decided, Hey, let me just have a podcast. Let me start to, let me get out there. And I've got people that are listening and it, it is crazy. The last three months, there's been about 2,500 downloads and I haven't released a single episode. I haven't done any kind of marketing, whatever. And I've been on 2,500 downloads in the last three months. And uh, shoot, there was three downloads today. And I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but three downloads on New Year's Day when I haven't had a podcast episode in months and I haven't promoted any of them. Um, it's just probably people that were like maybe going back and listening to other episodes or episodes that hadn't downloaded. But point being is, um, I don't know what the point was. I got off on a tangent. I apologize. I was shooting, I'm shooting from the hip today. You know, it's, it's New Year's Day. I'm about to sit down and watch some football. Both my kiddos are taking a nap. I've got a beer in my hand because you know what? I've worked hard and I just decided to have a beer. I'm not doing a video podcast, but uh, just wanted to come on here and talk about you four. And then the pivot to Q1. So that's a little bit of a background of what's been going on. Um, if you happen to be in the Charlotte, Rock Hill, Fort Mill, Lancaster area in South Carolina, please stop by. Please stop by. Just check us out. Come get a tour. It's a really cool place. And it's funny how when people come in, they're just amazed at how cool the technology is. I mean, our cryo machine it looks like a, it looks like something out of a sci-fi movie. It is unbelievable. And uh, if you want to check us out, you can go to Instagram. We have a very popular Instagram page right now that's growing very quickly. It is um, rhw underscore um, Rock Hill. I believe that's right. Let me just double check real quick. This is uh, what happens when you do live podcasts. I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, let's see. R Yes, R-H-W underscore that little line, that bottom line, Rock Hill. No spaces on Rock Hill. R-H-W underscore Rock Hill. Go check us out and uh, give us a follow if you're local in the area and come check us out. It's unbelievable for your health and wellness and getting you on the right track in 2024. Would really love your support and I'd love to meet you. I'd love to have a conversation, especially if you're in sales. Why don't you stop in? 
Um, you know, I, uh, I'm still a sales guy. I'm probably going to do some sales stuff in 2024 with some companies. I've had, a, I've had a couple conversations with some companies that just happened to r- randomly reach out to me in December. So I might be doing some stuff to kind of get back in the game. Um, I will, you know, I just love the sales world and, uh, it has been kind of hurting me that I haven't been able to, to share experiences and talk about the best plans for growing your business in Q4. I know it was a super important, uh, quarter for people. Uh, so I do apologize because I wanted to be out there and I know you were listening and all of a sudden I dropped off, but I'm back. It's Q1. So I just want to spend about 10 minutes. Give me another 10 minutes. I thank you for listening for the first 20 or so. I got 10 minutes and let's talk about setting yourself up for success in 2024. Okay. First thing that's going to happen, it starts with mindset. And the mindset has to be a growth mindset. So some of this stuff is basics. If you've been listening to the podcast, you've heard this stuff before. Having a growth mindset. All right. Having a growth mindset that 2024 is going to be the best year ever. It's going to be better than 23. It's going to be better than 22. It's going to be better than 21. You have to, you have to believe that. I believe that every year I start and every quarter I go into, I'm saying to myself, this is going to be the best. That's the mindset. If you start having a limited mindset, if you start having a defeatist mindset, you've already lost. Because what's going to happen is when push comes to shove, when things get difficult, you're going to start packing it up. And you don't necessarily want to do that. So when you are looking towards January, you have to have the mindset. Number two, you have to have an understanding of where you are in the market. Okay. And part one of understanding where you are in the market is Q1 of 2024 is not the same as Q1 of 2023, Q1 of 2022. No, no two quarters are the same. Everything evolves. Your market evolves. Products evolve. Your buyers evolve. What, what worked last year is not going to work in Q1. So there is no rinse and repeat. Now, you can have the same process of fact-finding, of creating goals, understanding your messaging, but just repeating and regurgitating the same things that you did in 2023, it's not going to be successful. Now, if you do happen to have a really great product, if you do happen to have a really great um, company that you work for that has a name brand, it's going to mask a lot of the success that you have. And a lot of times I've seen it before, a lot of sales pros, they, they assume that it's because of them. And it masks a lot of the things that they could have been doing to grow their business. And they kind of just rode the coattails of a big brand's name or a big product's name. I mean, if you have a product where people are just constantly calling you left and right, and you don't really have to do a lot of work, you don't have to do a lot of prospecting. How much did you earn that sale? I want you to really think about this. This is is not accusatory. This is just how well did you acquire that sale? Was it you? Or could you have just taken three weeks off and your inbound leads would have come in? Think about that. But you have to understand where you are in the market. How are you viewed? This is a great time. I'm not a big new year, new you type guy. I just believe that, okay, it's a new year. So it's a new quarter. I see every three months as a rebirth and a chance to um, go after your goals, but also to um, to go after your goals, but also to prepare for what's upcoming so that you can maximize 
your opportunities. And that's really all sales are, is just maximizing your opportunities. That's what you want to do. So there's going to be new opportunities and those opportunities are going to change and they might look different this quarter. So you have to adjust. You have to, you have to ask great questions. Again, I love leading with questions. Never assume. And the minute you believe you get the right information, ask one more question to clarify. So you might have somebody who comes in and I'll give you an example of what we're going through right now is a lot of people are coming into our studio and they say, oh man, this is great. You know, how much is your membership? Well, if we just answer the question, well, our memberships are X, Y, Z. We have no idea what's going on inside their head, the client's head, the buyer's head. It's the exact same head. We don't know what's going on inside the head. We haven't qualified them. We need to ask more questions. Instead of just answering the question in kind, which is not wrong, it's, it's good. And I was mentioning this to my team the other day, and it's a good thing to think about. There's good answers, there's better answers, and there's best answers. Okay? Good, better, best. There's three levels. Good is just giving them information that's needed. Better is nuancing it, but not getting an action. The best is nuancing it, getting information, making the other person verbalize what they need to do, and then getting a commitment out of them and pulling through the sale. That's best. Having them say it in their own words, what they need to do, the action they need to take, and then holding them to what they say and pulling them through. So for instance, in our Restore Hyper Wellness Studio, it is if somebody comes in and they say, do you have memberships? Absolutely. How often do you think you need to come in? Or how often were you thinking about coming in? Because just, somebody just says, hey, I want a membership. Well, there's lots of different memberships. And again, you don't want to just sell something for the sake of selling something. You want to give them a solution to what the problem is or something that they perceive as the problem. So you have to understand what that problem is first. And that problem is different in January of 24 than it was in December of 23. It's amazing how that happens. And I'm telling you, you, you might've been talking to prospects in December of 23. I am 100% certain the problems that they have are larger in January than they were in December or they're different. They don't have the same types of problems. They think they do. And that's the problem. Let, allowing the prospect to dictate their problems without asking a bunch of questions and having them verbalize what has changed. Has the environment changed? Has their situation changed? You got to get the prospect talking. You need to dig deeper. January, the credit card bills are coming due for what people spent in December. It's the same in a business. When I was in the medical world, a lot of the physicians, they spent a ton of money in December to get that 179 tax credit. So come January, they weren't even thinking about buying anything because they were exhausted. They're tired from buying something. And you had to push through that fatigue that they had. They probably didn't get enough time off. So, that, so they were tired. You got to push through that. It's the same thing right now in the retail space. People are going to come in and say, well, I just... I don't know. I spent all my money at Christmas. All your money? <laughs> You're broke? You got no money? Again, it is focusing on the mindset and it's focusing on your market. And the last thing is 
So the three things, focusing on your mindset, focusing on your market, and creating goals that are going to push you, okay? You want to have realistic goals, but you also want to have stretch goals. And to be honest, I really only do stretch goals because I realize I'm not trying to be perfect, but if everything lines up, where would I be? And then I can get pretty close to where I'm going. And if I'm close enough, I realize that I would have blown past realistic goals. So those are some things that I highly recommend you do. You can do them today. It doesn't take a lot. You can do them today. Start tomorrow. But I always say, too, the first week of January is that buffer week. Okay? So from today, Monday, January 1st, all through this week, that's a buffer week. This is when you're putting your plan into place. By Friday, before you're done with work, your plan needs to be set up for the month, for Q1, and for the year. Now, I would also try to do Q2, Q3, and Q4. I would try to do some goals. Because in order to hit your goal for 2024, you have to know all four quarters because obviously the year comes up to four quarters. So let's say your goal is 100K in sales in Q1, 120 in Q2, 140 in Q3, and then another 140. What's that math? That's 500K. Well, how did you get to 500K if you only did Q1? Point being, figure out your goals and then figure out how are you going to get there. You should be striving for 8 to 10% growth monthly. And you should be understanding how to re-engage clients who fell off, how to get referrals, how to build advocates, and how to pull people through the client journey. Those are three easy things you can do this week. You can get your mind right. You can come up with your plan. And I'm listening to my dogs bark outside and I've <laughs> I've lost train of thought of what the second one was, but you already heard it. Those are the three things you should be doing. Besides, obviously, listening to the Surviving Outside Sales podcast. So reach out to me on LinkedIn. You can shoot me a DM, Michael Kelly. Follow me on LinkedIn. If you aren't following me already, listen to the podcast, share the podcast with a friend. Have these conversations and be a professional. Understand the business of sales. Understand the business, be a business professional in the sales world, and you're going to have the best 2024 of your life. All right. Thank you so much. I do appreciate it. Hope you have a great rest of your New Year's Day and the rest of this week. And I will talk to you soon on the Surviving Outside Sales podcast. Cheers.